Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. Taping this Wednesday night, March 11th, amidst the whole coronavirus craze. NBA season just got postponed. This rescheduled or canceled, whatever they said, and that's a pretty obvious college basketball will soon follow. So, kind of a unanticipated break from my guys and us, and you know, it's uh, it's one of those things in which you uh, you just take it for what it's worth. It's um, it's crazy out there. I uh, it's funny because I got like a cough that I've had for like the last week, but I don't have a fever or nothing. But I don't know what's up. And uh, you know, I was in Vegas and Boston, and you know what I mean. And I'm like, nah, it's nothing. But I don't know what this is, so. I don't know, there's no fever, but you know, I kind of get nervous and shit thinking I got some of this, but hopefully I'll be alright. So, uh, I wanted to talk about a few things. I put out, uh, kind of like a proposals, uh, uh, a rec, uh, I was sitting in bed last night, and, uh, I just thought, you know, I remember going to this website, sportsbookreview.com, back in the day, and they kind of would have some of these recommended sports books. And this is before Sportsbook Review admitted to receiving any type of uh, advertisement money. But um, they would have these these sports books, and the sports book would e- either be classified as recreational or professional. And I thought that was a pretty nice thing. You know, you kind of don't waste time. A recreational sports book, in essence, will limit you, cut you off, um, and does not welcome sharp customers. And that's okay. You know, some people do that. Uh, it's obviously not for me. It doesn't benefit me. But that's all right. That, you know, that's how some people run their business. Other sports book, of course, welcome professional action. And, um, and they don't mind taking on all customers. And it was nice to be able to see that classification um, amongst different online sports books. So I kind of said to my, I said, you know, why, why wouldn't this be viable in here in the United States uh, in all these different sports books? You know, if, if I want to sign up, um, I kind of want to know ahead of time before making these deposits starting to play and then all of a sudden get cut off, um, why wouldn't they just, you know, say, hey, listen, we don't like shops or we only take, we, we, we don't, we only take recreational customers, or maybe in, on the other hand, somebody could say, listen, we accept pros, and if we don't, ex- if, if we don't have the accept pro logo, then you assume that we don't accept pros, something like that, where, you know, there's kind of like a disclaimer where you say, listen, nah, I, I don't like professional action. I'm going to limit you. I'm going to cut you off. Um, 
and, and, and I think that's that would be nice, not just for pros, of course, for people like me, it would be great, but I think for everybody. I think that, uh, I think it's important, you know, just for, for, for every, every sports better, whether you're professional or, uh, or just an amateur, to kind of know where your sports book stands, because, um, you know, a, a professional never starts off as a professional. Um, everybody starts from the ground up, and you always start from the bottom of the ladder, you're trying to climb up, and you're trying to get good enough. And I think everybody dreams. Um, everybody has that dream of one day being, you know, good enough to be pro, semi-pro, or maybe take, you know, your wife or uh, your girlfriend or, you know, husbands or whatever out on a date. And um, to be able to make enough money to do so. So, everybody got that dream. I, I never met a sports better that didn't think that. Um, I think, you know, uh, the, the misconception, um, that a lot of people feel is that people just bet sports, they know they're gonna lose, it's for entertainment purposes, you know, listen, I never, maybe it's a Jersey thing or or anything, but I've never met somebody that, that's betting, saying, yeah, I'm just doing this for fun, I know I'm gonna lose, this doesn't exist, uh, at least the people I deal with, and I, I think in general, I think that's just not a, not a thing. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, just not a thing for me. I, I didn't see it. So, um, you know, everybody has a right to dream, and I think that you know, given the sports books have that right to stifle that dream, and, and, and if you do get good enough for them to cut you off, I think that uh, I think that they should state that from the start, saying, listen, if you dream, and you dream big, and you actually, you know, reach for the stars and get there, we're going to knock you down, Uh, we're not going to accept that, we're not going to want your play, now, of course, this is kind of like a negative uh, thing, why would a sports book do that, it's pretty negative, you know, it's also negative at McDonald's, you know, to see how many calories a Big Mac is, and, uh, to see, you know, how much saturated fat and all these things are, but you know what, you put it out there so that the consumer could know what they're getting into, and um, and they could just go on and make a decision from there, that's why all the calorie counts and everything, everything's, you know, just, everything's more transparent, it's all about transparency, and I think that's one of those things in which, that we're missing, um, and I think, you know, in particular, places like William Hill, um, you know, that's the main one, that they, you know, they, uh, they pretend they like winners, they've publicly stated they accept winners, their chief marketing officer, chief executive officer, everybody from the top down has clearly stated that, yes, we welcome everyone, come and play, of course, you know, independent, uh, uh, journalism, Dave Purdom for ESPN, uh, even myself, I have video of William Hill kicking me out, and several, several other colleagues, William Hill, if you have half a brain, does not want your action. And I think that for them to be, and that's their right, listen, every, uh, that's the right to conduct business, and, um, you know, I might disagree with it, it might not be the way I would conduct business, but hey, listen, it's America, you conduct business any way you want, that's how it is, but I think that if you're going to conduct business that way, 
I think that you should be required, at least this is my feeling, that you should be required to state that in advance. This way it avoids, you know, time wasting and, and, and you know, of somebody that, that you know, that thinks they're going to they're gonna get a fair shake and they're not. Now, a lot of people might say, yeah, but Spank, you know, this thing applies to so little, so many, so little, you know, not many people at all. So why are they going to go through all this um, and, and uh, you know, given that it affects so few people? Yeah, you know, but at the, at the same time, you know, like McDonald's has that calorie count on, big, on, on all their foods when you walk in the door. How many people really read that crap? You know what I mean? Nobody. Or so few people, but they still do it because it's all about transparency. So I don't buy that argument, you know, about oh this affects so few people. Why should they do it? No, I think they should be transparent, and I think um, I think uh, for the consumer because listen, everybody's getting smarter, everybody's trying to win, and um, and I think that a place like William Hill or anybody else. You know, Caesars has cut me down. So many places. DraftKings threw me out. And the list goes on and on. Every single sportsbook in New Jersey has essentially cut me off or, or limited me severely. So I think that, you know, all these places should stay. Hey, listen, we only accept recreational customers. Now, what's the, what's the, what's the alternative to that? And I think, you know, a great idea, and I talked to Captain Jack, my buddy, about this. And, um, you know, I initially thought about kind of, you know, giving a tax break for somebody that accepts all customers that is not deemed a recreation-only sportsbook. So, you know what, if, if you take on everybody, you should get some type of a tax break. <coughs> Why? Because it's, um, it's, it's you, you, you know, initially, of course, you, you're going to have a lot uh, a lower hold percentage because you're going to be taking on a lot of sharp customers. A lot of guys are going to come in. You're going to have a higher volume. You're going to have a lower hold, and it's going to be harder to win at first, unless you come in with such a talent pool that knows what they're doing. So I think that um, that given the higher volume, a lower tax, uh, a lower tax on, on these places that accept all these customers, will still wind up making uh, the state the same kind of revenue on a tax. Or, or uh, uh, on the tax with respect to the volume, because even though you have a lower tax rate, there's going to be higher volume. I think everything will even out. And by the same token, if you're a rec-only sports book, you're going to have higher margins and lower handle. So you should probably be taxed at a higher rate. Again, this is just my vision on how I see things should be playing out. Um, for transparency reasons, and um, you know, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but it's just a thought I thought I could put down in writing and kind of share it with the world. I think another important thing that I've only seen one place, um, in in any regulated U.S. sportsbook, and that's Circa in Vegas. And, and that's having limit sheets. Uh, nobody has printed limit sheets. And I think that's... It's just incredible. Um, you know, you go in, you, you want to know 
what the max bet is. What's the most I can bet on a game without me having to ask? Um, and, you know, I, I kind of stated, you know, what's the reason for that? You know, you, you go into any blackjack game, any dice game, roulette, whatever it is, and there's always a min and a max. You kind of know what you could bet. What's the most I could bet? Of course, the pit boss, supervisor, can increase that max for special VIP customers or guys that are big-time rollers. They could always do that. And I think one of the reasons why a lot of these sports books don't have a limit sheet is because they kind of don't want to limit their earn potential. They don't want to say, hey, you could bet five dimes in a game, but if a sucker comes in a door that has a lot of money, they want them to bet a lot more than that. So they kind of don't want to limit that. And I understand that part. But at the same time, you know, if you have a guy coming in, might not be a sucker, could be a savvy better. He wants to know how much he can get down. Of course, the sports books don't want to uh, don't want to be able to have to commit to a certain limit that they have to honor. And um, and again, it's one of those things in which it, it, it's it's you know again I view it as predatory, where um, you know you kind of really really suck as much blood out of the suckers as possible and um and any of the sharps you, you you know you don't give them anything which is okay listen that's how people run their business um but uh but, you know a lot of these a lot of these suckers you know what i mean a lot you know problem game I, I call them suckers it's probably not a nice thing to say well, you know, a lot of these problem gamblers, these big high rollers that are long-term losers, you know, to be able to just keep giving them big, big money, and a lot of and those are big whales. You kind of need that. I get it, but it just, you know, the thing that makes me sick is if you're gonna run that type of business, go ahead. That's the way to earn. I can't knock you for it, but then you're gonna put that 1-800 gambler advertisement on the bottom, saying if you got a gambling problem or. We care about problem gamblers. Yet, you know what? You're letting a guy, instead of betting a five-dime limit on a game, standard limit, you're giving him 50s and 100 dimes. And you let him just fire away um, because you know he's a sucker. You know you're going to beat him up. And um, so don't, you know, if you're going to do that, that's fine. It's just that I just find it um, kind of hypocritical to be able to have these max limits, but at the same time, have that, you know, if you're a problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER, or we care about problem gambling and, you know, all this bullshit that they run. So, um, and, uh, and that's the thing, you know, I, I, uh, those are my, kind of like my proposals, those are my ideas, and you know what, uh, I don't know what other people thought, there's a lot of people that put a lot of comments on the thing, and, and, you know, again, a lot of people try to compare this to, like, the Pinnacle model, and this is a little bit different. The Pinnacle model not only accepts all winning customers, they also, you know, are a reduced juice sportsbook. So, you know, nobody's asking for reduced juice. Of course, that'll be in my best interest, but, you know, I'm real, okay? I'm happy laying 110. This is the standard juice. Uh, if I could lay anything less, it's a bonus. But if I lay 110, this is, you know, this is what I'm used to laying. This is, this is the, the, the industry standard. Of course, there's guys that are trying to make you lay 112, 115, 120. That just goes crazy. But, you know, laying 110 is standard. 
and and you know all, all kind of you know what guys like me want or anybody wants you know you just want to have that limit knowing hey listen I can get a dime I get two dimes five dimes whatever the limit is and always be able to take that limit you know of course barring a red circle barring an injury or, or barring something that you know some uh, news that's not you know you circle the game that's fine but in general you know you have a limit and, and you abide and stick by that limit um, so, uh, what else did I want to talk about today? So I heard that that betting on sports conference is postponed till December. And that's, you know, those dates kind of suck for us. Because December's right in the midst of every single thing that's going on. It's early December, too. I think it was December 1st. So you kind of get the tail end of a little college football, um... College basketball is well into full swing, and it's really good college basketball where lines are flying. NBA is is, is rocking and rolling, so it's one of those things in which it's just not doesn't you know. Whereas late April would have been perfect for us because it's just baseball, you know, little NBA playoffs, nothing crazy. But December is a uh, is one of those months in which it's a very 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 busy time for us. So um. I'm hoping, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to make some of these conferences, at least I don't know if I'll be able to make the daytime, you know, if they have some type of a nighttime uh, network gathering that they usually have, I'd probably definitely, you know, especially if it's in Jersey, you know, I'd definitely uh, attend one or two of those. So, uh, I was in Boston for the Sloan Conference last weekend. Uh, saw a lot of good guys that I haven't seen in a long time. Rob Pizzola, my man, was there. Rufus, who I actually just recently saw. But it's always good to see Rufus Peabody. And, uh, and I met a couple of new cats um, that I never met. A lot of young, uh, young up-and-coming guys. Um, and it's good. I, I love seeing that. You know, I met two guys out of Canada that just quit their jobs to go pro sports better. And these guys were making six-figure salaries, working for big companies. And they said, you know what? Heck with it. We're going to go pro, and we're going to do our thing. And, um, you know, hearing stuff like that, it kind of gets me excited. It kind of brings me back to, you know, when I first started coming up in my youth and you know, how excited I was to be able to quit my job and say, I'm going all in, um, and this is it, this is going to be my life, you know, these kids are in their mid-twenties, and um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when I kind of went full-time, and uh, to see them go through this is just, is is, is nice, it's such it's a breath of fresh air, um, you know, they were asking a lot of good questions, and I was able to help them out, and, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I met a lot of a lot of guys at this this conference. Um, I didn't even go to the conference per se. You know, I, I never even attended one of the panels or the talks. Um, I just hung out at the bar and uh, talked to a lot of cats, guys I never met before, and I got a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people say, "Hey, Spanky, yeah, listen to the podcast." I'm like, "Damn, really?" I didn't even, you know, I, I kind of knew I reached. Some people, but I don't know. It's just kind of weird that people, you know, I, I, I don't think, that, I didn't think that I kind of had the kind of reach that I did, but 
a lot of people listen to this thing, um, and they tell me, you know, I keep it real, and they said all the nice things, you know, that I'm real, and it's real world advice, and, you know, none of this picks bullshit, none of this, it's just, you know, life as a pro gambler, and, and a pro sports better, and how, uh, how I operate, and, you know, what, uh, what I think is good, what I think is not so good, I answer questions, and I also, you know, got a lot of good feedback on the interviews, with Tugboat especially, guy said, man, that Tugboat interview was one of the best, and that made me feel real good, because Tugboat's my, my buddy, and, and, you know, I really loved how so many people loved that interview, and it was great, um, you know, I got to meet, uh, I don't remember a lot of the names, I met to meet some guy named Woody, pretty solid guy, his buddy Mike, and then their, their buddy Whale, uh, Whale runs a podcast, he seems like a really good guy, he's a seismologist, and does all these crazy, you know, different natural disasters with tsunamis, and measuring risk and stuff, so the kid's a really, really bright guy, um, and a lot of, a lot of you know, just really bright, bright people, um, at dinner, I got to, also, I'm just trying to think on, on the times, you know, there's some people that I, they just, they came and they said hello, I forget who it was, you know, and stuff, um, I actually, uh, I met one of the guys that's on TV, and ESPN, Doug, he was a nice guy, when I'm meeting Jeff Ma for the first time, who, uh, Rufus always says good things about, and, uh, he seemed like a really nice guy, um, you know, didn't get a chance to talk to those two guys too much, because it was kind of loud, but, uh, everybody was chill, you know, everybody was nice, but another guy, Chris, who's like a programmer, he's solid, um, it's just, it's just a, a lot of good people, um, smart people, and it was good, I always enjoy it, you know what I mean, just going to these conferences, um, and, and, and kind of networking a little bit, and, uh, and meeting some, some, some really nice people that, that, that love the business as much as I do, that care about the business, that, uh, that want to see the business advance forward, and that want to, you know, take it to the next level, so, um, yeah, the Sloan Conference was really good, it was a real good time, and, um, just a quick, you know, boom, boom, in and out, um, but it was a great time, went to, oh, I met, you know, went to a cigar bar, met another guy, um, Dave there, he was solid, he was one of Rufus's buddies, real nice guy, a local guy, there's just so many, you know, solid, solid guys, um, that, uh, that were at this conference. I saw my buddy Josh, always a great time to see my man Josh, my main man Ed Fang, another solid, solid guy, genuinely nice guy. Gave me a copy of his book about the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to apply uh, a lot of the advice in that book in March. I'm guessing this thing is going to be May Madness instead of March Madness, but we'll see what happens. But seeing Ed is great. Such a great guy. I love Ed Fang. Met another guy named Mike. Such a nice guy, real cool guy. I was hanging out with him for a while. 
just the list is endless. So many solid guys. Um, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. So, um, so I don't even know if there's going to be a college basketball schedule tomorrow or even the next few days. I don't know what's happening. I don't, you know, I got WrestleMania tickets. Um, I didn't buy the tickets yet, but I got plane tickets and I got a hotel room. Me and my two oldest kids were planning on going. So, that's not going to happen at this point. And, you know, I know Vince McMahon is going crazy right now because, you know, having to cancel WrestleMania, that's like, oh my God. Uh, that's like a disaster. So, um, he's going to wait it out to the last minute. But, uh, I just saw Trump just banned anybody coming from Europe uh, for the next 30 days. And a whole wrestling crowd and WrestleMania crowd, that's like a quarter or half of the crowd even. So, WrestleMania is a definite, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a definite cancellation. So there's a lot of things, you know, this is one of those times in which it's a good time to reflect, kind of, you know, bunk it down and just, uh, I'll be doing some programming and kind of changing some things around and enhancing some things and, uh, you know, got to keep busy somehow, um, if we're not going to be betting, um, and I'll probably be having a little time to do these podcasts a little bit more. Um, and just hang out with the family, you know, I'm kind of scared, my mother's, she's elderly, so, um, she's in her 80s, so I kind of don't want to see her until I know I'm 100%, you know, negative of this virus, because I know it affects old people pretty nasty, so I kind of, you know, talk to my mom, I'm like a mama's boy, you know, I love my mother, so... I uh, I try to see her often, but I haven't seen her in a while since I've had this cough, just because I don't want to put her in any unnecessary uh, danger. So anyway, you know, just bullshitting here, but um, that's all I really got to say. Got a couple of solid guests lined up for the next several podcasts. Um... You know, kind of don't want to reveal too much, um, but it's uh, it's going to be a good good lineup, and I'm going to be starting with some betters too soon, very soon, to start taking things to the other side of the counter. Now I've interviewed a lot of bookmakers. I want to kind of change it up now a little bit, start talking to other pro gamblers, pro sports betters, and see how they uh, they attack things in, in that way. Um, I might even do like a little, you know, back and forth, um, you know, maybe do a bookmaker and then a better and a bookmaker and a better. There's not too many betters really out there. Uh, there's a lot more bookmakers, you know, it's a lot, a uh, lot, uh, I, guess, I don't want to say easier, but, you know, because the art of bookmaking is, is such a solid art form. I don't want to downplay it anyway, but there's a lot more guys uh, taking plus 110 than laying 110 for a living, I should say, you know, so. Uh, not many of us out there, um, or at least not many that, you know, that would want to, you know, go public on a podcast. 
Um, that being said, though, uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay sanitized. Rock that Purell. Wash your hands. And thanks for the time. Until next time.